Welcome to the Mrs. Rev Podcast, where we equip and empower you to fulfill God's call with joy and with purpose. Get your Bible and get ready to take some notes as we jump into another episode of the Mrs. Rev Podcast with your host, Pastor Joey Miller. Hey everyone and welcome to the Mrs. Rev podcast. I'm Pastor Joey Miller and I'm so glad that you are joining us today. Uh, Before we get into today's podcast, I want to invite you to subscribe and leave a review of this podcast is blessing you or has blessed you. Make sure you let us know about it. We'd love to hear all of the input. Also, I want to remind you we launched joeymiller.co about a week ago, maybe two weeks now, and it's a website of all things Joey, things that I love, Mrs. Rev podcast, you can find the L Journal on there. So make sure you check it out uh, for recent blogs. There's, I just, um, I'm launching a back to school edition this week. So check out joeymiller.co to stay in the loop. Also, if you haven't joined the Mrs. Rev Facebook closed page, I want to invite you to do that. All you have to do is request and we'll let you write in. And it's a small knit of a group of women. It's more of a mentorship uh, platform that you can ask me more questions. It's more of a connection platform. So if you say, hey, I want to be able to ask questions, I want to be able to connect with you in a more uh, personal way, then that closed Facebook group is for you. You could look up the Mrs. Rev uh, Facebook group on Facebook, of course, closed group. And I want to invite you, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, on November 8th to come to our L Fall Ladies event, and it is with Hosanna Wong. If you don't know Hosanna, you are going to love her. She brings a message of victory, and so you can uh, see us there that night, 7 o'clock. Dress up, bring your friends, make a night of it, make an event of it. We have a blast. So it's basically like a party, uh, a Holy Ghost party. So we we come, we get dressed up, there's vendors, there's makeup, we have a lot of fun, we eat, and then we go into a wonderful time of worship and the word together and you leave out feeling victorious so get your ladies get your uh, friends and come on out if you're not in the Pittsburgh area we still want to invite you get a plane ticket and fly in you have plenty of time there's lots of great hotels restaurants in the area Um, so and if you're a pastor or you are an out-of-town guest I want to open an opportunity to you to have a brunch with me on Saturday the Saturday after would be November the 9th and that is a brunch for any pastor's wife or any out-of-town guests that come in for the event uh, there's going to be an opportunity for questions and answers it's no additional charge but when you sign up for the event you do need to let us know that you're coming so you could click on the vip brunch to be a part of that as well you can go to championcenter.net to register don't miss it i believe there's a discount the earlier that you register so be a part of our fall ladies l event also don't miss the fall launch of the l journal we are getting ready to launch our fall edition it is full of amazing articles that will help you spiritually that are fun there's recipes in there fashion for fall so don't miss out on the l journal you can also go to championcenter.net to subscribe to that so well i'm ready to get into the word today with you ladies a topic that i really felt like i wanted to address um, and I, I want to go at it at an angle that you don't hear much about. And, you know, there are certain words in the Christian circle that we don't talk a lot about. And so I want to talk to you today about anxiety. And I really want to debunk the myth that uh, that you have to just live with it, that you just have to learn to cope with it, that it's, it's just something that you're always going to have to deal with. See, a lot of people, especially women, and I love this audience of women because I feel like women deal with anxiety a lot. 
because we wear a lot of different hats. We're just, um, we're strong, emotional, intuitive beings. So uh, we lend in the natural to be more anxious. But I want to talk to you from a spiritual aspect today because, you know, there's lots of self-help out there about anxiety. There's lots of medical advice for anxiety. There's lots of support groups for anxiety. But I want to address it and debunk the myth that that's your portion. In Jesus' name, we're going to talk about how today you can actually live free from anxiety, that you're actually too blessed to be stressed. You're too blessed to carry the weight of anxiety, worry, fear, all of those things upon you that I'm here to tell you today that you can live free of anxiety. You can live free of fear. You can live free of overwhelming, tormenting thoughts, that you can live and operate in a realm of freedom. We're going to take a look at God's word because I want you to be empowered. You know, if it weren't an issue, three out of four women wouldn't be on some sort of medication. If you are listening today and you are on medication for anxiety, for your mind, don't be in condemnation. Just know that there is another way out of freedom for you, that you can continue to grow uh, in, in God, that you can continue to grow in the word and strengthen yourself in the word, that that medicine doesn't have to be your only go-to, that you can actually find freedom in Jesus. So we're going to get into the word here today, addressing anxiety, living a life free of anxiety. So, you know, you don't have to live that way. You don't have to bury uh, things and feelings and stresses to the point that they just kind of overwhelm you and overflow you. And so, you know, first of all, as we're getting into this and diving into this topic, you know, I want to address the fact that 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 you have power over anxiety you have power and you know that's so contrary to what anxiety and fear and worry make you feel like and I know you know I'm not sitting here saying I've never had an anxious thought or I've never been in a place of worry or fear what I am saying is that I have seen Jesus come through in those times and be greater than any emotion any circumstance that I have ever felt so you know I want to just testify to you that you are in control of that because those feelings, those emotions, those overwhelming uh, feelings of, of, of thoughts of, that are just racing thoughts, all of those things will try to speak to you that they're in charge. It's a lie uh, from the enemy. It's a lie. It's a bait that you, that you bite on to say, you know what, I'm always going to be slave to this. There's no way out. How many of you have said, like, I just can't do this anymore. I just don't want to do this anymore. And, you know, usually that's the point that you start to seek help. Like, I can't do this anymore. I can't live another day riddled with anxiety, being in bondage to fear and all of these things. Well, I'm telling you, you don't have to live like that anymore. You don't have to go one more day or one more hour being a slave of anxiety, fear, and worry. You actually are the master of your life because of Jesus Christ. Jesus is your master and he's given you authority. So you don't have to fall prey to your emotions and those feelings. So we're going to get into God's word and talk about that a little bit today because I think this topic will really set you free. So there's all sorts of sources of anxiety. First of all, there's just the world. You know, if you watch the news, you can get anxious. There's lots of things going on in the world. There's lots of bad things going on in the world. You know, a lot of times we live in a bubble and the second we turn on the news in our house, we're like, oh my goodness, did that really just happen? And, and so there's really a safeguard that you have to that you have to put on if you're going to live a life free of anxiety. What do I mean by that? I mean, you don't just let anything into your home. 
You don't let just anything into your eye gate. You don't let just anything into your ear gate because all of those things are seeds that plant in your thought life. And your thought life is where anxiety loves to live and grow. So, you know, if, if you're listening today, I would say if you're dealing with anxiety or if there's moments or cycles of your life that seem that you seem to be more anxious than others, start to take note. What are the things that I'm letting into my life? You know, the Bible talks about putting a guard over our heart, that we don't just let anything come in, that we have to guard our heart above all else, the Bible says, because out of it flows the issues of life. And so, you know, if we're letting all those things come into our eyes and our ears and our home and our thoughts, then they're going to get in to our heart and it's going to affect our faith. So I would say, what is it that you're letting in if you're feeling anxious? Number one, let's keep it really simple. What are you letting in? You know, in, in my life, I know there's certain things that I have to guard myself from. I, I have to guard myself from listening to too many uh, reports of, of bad things going on. Not that I'm being naive, not that you don't have an awareness, but what I'm saying is not obsessing over those things because my natural tendency, I know this probably isn't you ladies there, but my natural tendency is to hold on to that thing. And whether I know it or not, I bury it in the back of my mind in the back of my thought life and then all of a sudden a root of anxiety or a seed of fear is planted so I really am careful about what I watch what I meditate on what I dive into on Facebook you know there's there's a, a place that you can stay uh, informed without needing to know all the details of something because your mind goes crazy over those things and so it'll just maul over that again and again and again or the things you know that you're hearing, the things that you're talking about. Are you talking about negative things all the time? Are you always talking and complaining about situations? You have to be careful what you're hearing, what you're speaking. These are forms of seeds uh, that get into you that actually affect an anxious mind, affect an anxious heart. You know, the, the Bible talks all about the power of life and death that are in our words. So speaking life, speaking life, hearing life, being around people who speak life over you. You know, I'll never forget my mom. God bless her. She would always, whenever whenever I was around her and I had small children, she'd always say, you know, be careful. They're going to crack their head off of the table or be careful. They're going to fall or be careful. They're going to choke. And, you know, it was creating anxiety in me because all of a sudden I'm, I'm listening to all of these declarations and I'm like, oh, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. And I was always in a state of of just uh, heightened senses and and so you know you do have to be careful and take care of your kids but what I am saying you have to be careful that you're not feeding into that negativity and you have to be careful that you're not around people that are always feeding into that negativity and if you are and it is a family member just open up your mouth and speak in the opposite of it no you know they're they're not in Jesus name they're going to be fine in Jesus name but but you have to really guard that and I feel like as a woman it's really important to understand that because if not, then those thoughts will start to grow and they'll start to take root inside of you. And then all of a sudden they become your master. So it's understanding that you have the power, what you let in. You have authority. You know, you don't just have to let anything into your life. You have authority over that. Don't watch. I tell my kids all the time, don't watch garbage on TV. Don't watch trashy things. Don't watch 
uh, fear-based movies. I know that sounds silly. Like they're like, mom, it's all fake. Yes, it's all fake. But what is it? What kind of spirit is it cultivating in you? A spirit of fear. All of a sudden you don't want to be home alone. All of a sudden you're afraid someone's, you know, hiding behind your bush or, you know, all of a sudden you're, if you're watching trashy things on TV, all of a sudden you have anxiety. Does my husband love me? Am I pretty enough? You know, I watched that show and, and that husband left that wife. He was having an affair. Is my husband having an affair? And all of a sudden these thoughts are racing thoughts that cause anxiety. So take your thoughts captive. Take captive any open gate, your ears, your eyes, your mouth, what you allow yourself to hear and meditate on. Take authority over that thing to eliminate anxious racing thoughts get rid of them the bible talks about that it talks about meditate we're going to get into this scripture in philippians 4 meditate and think about things that are good that are noble that are pure that are praiseworthy praiseworthy it says think about those things so don't let your mind and your ears and your mouth just do whatever they want take control of them you have authority you have authority you have authority over what things you meditate on what things you allow uh, to come into your mind and we talk about this in a series that we did on IGTV matters of the mind but you know it's so important that you take those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ it says in 2 Corinthians that that you don't just let any thought come into your mind that you weigh your thoughts against the word of God and if it doesn't match up with God's word it's not worthy of meditation i'm telling you ladies you will eliminate anxiety from your life by simply doing that by weighing the thoughts that you have against the word of God if it's not worthy of, of what God's word says about you or about your situation, then you can dismiss it because that thought will take root in your heart. And all of a sudden, when you were really hopeful and excited, you know, that thought can create fear, stress, worry, and it saps you of your faith. So you have to really guard your mind, guard over your mind. So I want to talk to you about the area of fear the area of fear. Point number two is not only uh, will will faith sap you, uh, will it will um, anxiety sap you of your faith, but it will incite fear in you. Now, what is fear? Fear is uh, often defined as false evidence appearing real. And, you know, as women, I feel like we have a heyday with this. We're like, yeah, you know what? I, I'm afraid of that this is going to happen in my life. I'm afraid of it. And even though we might not even verbalize it, really, that's the heart of what we're saying. We're saying, I'm afraid that this thing's not going to turn out or I'm afraid I don't have control over it. You know, an, anxi an anxious person is a person who always feels like they have to figure it out and be in control of what's next. But that fear will always speak to you. That fear will dictate you and drive you to a place of total unbelief. Faith and fear can't coincide together. You hear it all the time. You can't be in faith and operating in fear. But whenever you are in, in a place of fear it's important that you that you take that thought captive and you say no this is not what the word of god says and then you you speak faith into the situation that if you're feeling anxious that if you're feeling like oh no uh, you're feeling those overwhelming thoughts you take that thought captive and not only do you do you expose it for what it is but then you speak faith into the situation you know as you do that then your faith is going to grow and fear is going to go Faith will grow and fear will go whenever you speak and incite the word of God into your situation. So, you know, it's important to call call it what it is. Call it what it is. Call out fear. Call out anxiety and say, this is what it, what it is. It's not just um, me having a bad day. This is anxiety trying to come on my life. You know, one of my kids was having a hard time sleeping. And at first it was like, oh, she's just 
missing, you know, me. She's missing mom. She wants to be by me. Isn't that cute? And we kind of like coddled it and uh, you're going to be fine. And let's say our prayers. And and then, you know, it grew. It grew because she wasn't dealing with it. We were just kind of coddling it and kind of like brushing over it and treating it like it was something else. And, you know, there came to a point where it was night after night of sleepless sleeplessness or I have to come into your room or and it was to the point that it was tormenting her like it was a torment like she would be fine and then all of a sudden it was time for bed and something would come over her it was almost like paralyzing fear that would grip her and when I saw her like that as my child I got mad not mad at her I got mad at that tormenting spirit that was trying to 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 paralyze her and make her act contrary to who she was created to be it was a spirit of fear a spirit of anxiety that really crippled her and so as her mom I wasn't so nice about it anymore and I'm not saying I was mean to her or harsh to her but I dealt with it it went from all oh, honey let's pray to you know what you need you need to come against that spirit of, of fear and anxiety upon your life. You need to call it out and call it what it is. It's a spirit of fear. It's a spirit of anxiety. And when you identify that thing, then you deal with it differently. You don't just tolerate it. You don't just coddle it and say, oh, you know, it's okay for me to feel anxious. I'm just, I'm just worried. My kids are going back to school and the world's a really bad place. And so, you know, it's natural for me to, to feel. No, don't, don't send your kids off to school every day feeling like you're going to throw up what's going to happen in this crazy world. You know, are they going to be safe? Are they going to come home okay? No, don't live like that. There is a there's a realm that you can operate in when you call that out and you say, you know what? That's fear. That's anxiety. And that's not my portion as a child of God. And you take that thing and you deal with it from a different angle. You're not nice about it. You say, you know what? I'm not going to bow to this anymore. You deal with it differently and it has to go in. Your faith is built. You start to say, no, what does God's word say? God's word says the angels of the Lord go before them. He orders the steps of the righteous that I am protected on every side. And my foot won't so much as even stumble or hit a rock today that I am safe under the shadow of the almighty. And you start speaking in faith. So that's what we did to her. We started attacking that thing and saying, you know what, that's anxiety and that is fear. And I said, you need to call it out. I could pray for you. I could command it. But I told my daughter, I said, you have to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to be anxious. You have to take authority over your thoughts. And I was able to speak that into her as a mother because that's something that I had to do. You know, I share this story often, but my mother, she passed away and it was um, it wasn't the best situation. And and the last time I saw her, it wasn't a pretty sight. You know, it was it was traumatic and it was. Um, uh, and, and so when I would go to bed at night, that thing would like try to torment me. That thought would play over and over and over again in my mind to the point where I would be fearful. I would be anxious. I would think, well, if that happened, then, you know, it just the enemy wants to lie to you and say, if that happened, then then anything can happen. And does God really protect and you know all of these things a flood you have to understand it's not just one little thought it's opening up a gate to a flood you're opening up a floodgate of lies and emotion that you're not meant to walk in that will rob your peace that will rob your joy that will rob your faith and so you know, it was to a point where every night when I would close my eyes, that would like play over and over and over again to the point, you know, maybe I would lay in bed and cry or I would lay in bed and be upset. And I remember asking the Lord, like, take this from me. And the response of the Holy Spirit was, you stop it. You stop it. And, you know, that's a good word for you if you're dealing with anxiety, racing thoughts, fear, that you have the authority to say, no, this stops 
now. This time, I'm calling it for what it is. I'm not going to let it take me out of a place of faith and put me into a place of fear and anxiety. It's fear. It's anxiety. It's not from God. And it stops now. And, you know, you once I did that and I made that decision, then it took me being a training my mind and being disciplined to say, I'm not going to meditate on that thought. That's in the past. That's that's a visual I'm not going to return to. And after I made that decision, it didn't bother me again. I never thought that again, but it took me stepping up and not just crying out to God hey take this from me or why did this happen but it was me saying stop in Jesus name that stops playing on repeat over and over and over in my head you know false evidence appearing real fear sometimes is false things sometimes it's a traumatic situation or something that happened in your past that the enemy wants to hold you captive to and keep you in feel fear and anxiety to over and over and over again and as long as you let him, he'll let that one situation keep you in a place of bondage for the rest of your life. Let me give you an example. And I think I shared it not too long ago. Uh, my husband was in a car accident and I drove up. I was behind him and I was in the car, a couple cars behind him. And I saw uh, the ambulance and I saw the sirens. And, and, you know, in my mind, I'm like, what is this? This is my husband. And, and I got to the scene and, and it, it, you know, it was a traumatic, another traumatic situation. So I'm sharing all this, not so that you feel bad for me, but to tell you, I'm not coming from a place of not knowing how to address and come against anxiety and fear. I've been through some junk, just like all of you have that are listening or watching today, but you can have victory. And so I came up upon the accident. And then so that traumatic event that the enemy wanted to keep me bound in, you know, wanted me to cry over, wanted me to say, oh, you know, what ifs? Some of you need to eliminate what ifs. Those what ifs are causing anxiety and fear in your life. You need to remove that in a negative way from your vocabulary. All of those, you know, the Bible talks about casting down every vain imagination, every what if imagination, every false reality that you create in your mind. You know, the reality was my husband was okay. Thank God he was okay. One night staying in the hospital and he was fine. And But you know what? If I would have let the enemy, he would have played on those what if, what if your husband would have died what would have happened and then all of a sudden my emotions would have aligned with that and I would have been anxious I would have been upset all the while disregarding the miracle that God did in saving and protecting my husband in the midst of that car accident instead of focusing on wow God was God was able to protect him he walked away you know with with no long-term effects from that car accident you know what the enemy meant for harm God God turned for good instead of walking away with that mentality in victory the enemy would want me to stay in a place of fear and anxiety what if that happened again for months after that every time I would hear a siren or or I I would hear an ambulance of any sort I would have to call my husband frantically it would almost paralyze me in fear once again until I had the aha moment of I don't have to live like this this isn't faith this is fear and really took authority over that thing and then so so I want to admonish you today if there's something in your life that is like a tormenting reoccurring thing that's causing you fear and anxiety to identify it and to eliminate it to just say stop stop you're not going to affect me anymore and i'm going to move on you know you need to stop saying what ifs in the bad way until you go down this you know our human nature is so weird it takes us down like all of the negative worst case scenarios you need to retrain your mind in faith fear does that fear takes you down worst case scenarios dead ends what if you know funerals all of those horrible vain imaginations 
You need to retrain your mind through the word of God to think what ifs in the good way, to start expecting things in faith. But you can't do that if you're always bound in fear. So we need to let go of fear and we need to embrace faith, grow faith in us and say, you know what, instead of being what if in a bad way, I'm going to say what if in a good way. I'm going to focus on what is pure, what is pleasing, what is noble, what is praiseworthy. I'm going to start imagining God doing amazing things in my life. Overcome fear, put it to rest. You have authority to walk in a life of peace, free from anxiety. You know, the Bible talks and it says, you know, as, as long as you're in this world, you're going to have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer, the Bible said, for I have overcome the world. That means any trial, any tribulation of this present time or that you've experienced in your past, or that you could ever experience in your future, Jesus has already overcome. He's already made a way for you to experience victory and overcome that thing. So you don't have to to fall prey to that. You know, I think about this story uh, in the Bible where Jesus is sleeping. It's actually in the book of Mark 4, 36 through 38. If you have your Bible, there's a storm, like a horrible storm in the middle of the sea. And the disciples think they're all going to die. And they go to find Jesus. And Jesus is fast asleep, fast asleep in the back of the boat. And so much that they had to like shake him to wake him up. And they're like, look, there's a bad storm you know, we're all going to die. And Jesus, you know, he simply gets up and he speaks to the storm. He speaks to the storm that's, that's coming up against him. And he says, peace, be still, peace, be still. And, you know, I thought about that. And I thought there's lots of storms that are, you know, raging sometimes in our lives as women, whether they're uh, storms that the enemy's making us take the bait to, uh, of fear to, that something's never even happened, but we're fearful of it. Or maybe it's like an actual uh, storm in the sense of like a diagnosis or a financial report or this is how my marriage is just point blank like a, a fact kind of thing and you know even in those storms you can stand up and say peace be still you can find peace in the midst of what would seem to be a very fearful and anxious situation you can raise up stand up and say no I'm going to stay in a place of peace you know you're not an emotional led being anymore when you come to know Jesus Christ, you're you're a spiritual led being. That means that the spirit side of you is the strongest side of you. That if, if if you're getting into the word, if you're getting into prayer, you're growing your spirit man. So you no longer have to be led by your emotions. You no longer have to say, "Well, I'm feeling anxious today. I'm feeling upset today. I'm feeling fearful today." And that's my story. You can now say, "You know what? I might feel like that storm's coming at me." But peace be still, because my my spirit man is what's speaking and dictating my life, not my emotions, not my circumstances, not my mind and my thoughts, but my spirit man is what's most dominant. And when you learn to operate like that, there could be storms going on all around you, either false or facts or you know situations that you're that are out of your control and you can still rise up with the peace of God and say peace be still but it takes you taking authority opening up your mouth and saying enough is enough stop it stop it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there I'm not gonna do that anymore my thoughts are my own the enemy can't tell me what to think I have to give him permission before I meditate on that thing and I'm not meditating on those things anymore peace be still you're not bowing to any storm, but in Jesus' name, even if there are storms raging around you, you can walk through them with a peace of God, not being anxious for anything.
You know, there's another area that I want to address when it comes to anxiety uh, because we are women and we wear lots of hats. And I was laughing because our minds go a million miles per minute. What I mean by that is we're multitaskers. So uh, my husband and I were in the car the other day and I, I remember saying to him, you know, what are you thinking about? And he's like, nothing. And I'm like, no, really, what are you thinking about? And he's like, no, really, nothing. Like, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just driving. And and I was laughing to myself because I was actually thinking about like a million things. Like I was thinking about a cool app that I could create that would condense different things in my life. I was thinking about what I was going to have for dinner. I was thinking about um, how could we solve uh, a big world issue? You know, I was thinking about, are my kids okay? Do I, you know, so my mind's going in a million different directions in a matter of about five minutes. And, you know, so there's lots of distractions as women that we can face. There's lots of opportunities for us to be anxious. There's lots of opportunities for us, uh, you know, to, to go down roads that, that have racing thoughts. But, but really to understand that Jesus addressed this and he actually gave the antidote for it uh, for women who, who are busy minded. And, you know, that busyness, you might think, oh, I'm just I'm just busy and, and that's just the way I am. But if you're not careful, that can lead to anxiety. So, you know, I want to tell you today, first of all, we talked about uh, watching what we let into our eyes, ears, our hearts, all of those things. Secondly, we talked about not meditating on things of fear, not meditating on on things that were traumatic or that could cause you to be anxious. I want to talk to you today about a really simple uh, way to eliminate anxiety. Number three would be just our am I too busy? Am I too busy? Is my mind going a million miles a minute and I'm trying to keep up with everything that's going on? Am I too busy? You know, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to, to be in the, the PTA. You don't have to be soccer mom. You don't have to cook dinner at your church uh, for the potluck. You don't have to say yes to everything. To really eliminate some anxiety is to just slow down. And I know that sounds silly in the world and the pace that we live in today. Uh, you know, I find for myself even having to keep track of this is um, a minister's wife and um, having kids. And, uh, you know, I, I got I recently did a survey of what you wanted to hear on this podcast and some of it was how do you balance it all and I'm going to get to that in some of the future podcasts but but you know I have to really to guard this area of my life that I'm just not so busy that it's creating anxiety in me you know there's times in my life that I'm like wait a second I'm like sighing a lot or I'm I'm like really like like I'm thinking is my heart racing and I have to step back and say no that that's like a symptom of anxiety I'm going to call it what it is I'm going to say what is it that that I'm doing right now that's allowing this into my life because this isn't my portion and can I tell you that probably 80% of the time it's just that I'm trying to do too much that really you know when you stop and you slow down and you say this thing isn't worth my peace saying yes to the PTA saying yes to to serving in this area and you should serve and you should be a part of the PT. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying, is it worth your peace? Is it worth you uh, sitting in your car with a, with a migraine headache or, or racing thoughts or a racing heart rate? No, it's not. So just slowing down. You know, a lot of times we get so busy, we can't even spend time with the Lord. And he's the source of our strength. He's the source of our peace. Jesus addressed that with Martha and Mary uh, in the Gospels in Luke 10. If you have time, go back and read the story of Martha and Mary. Uh, Ma Martha was doing all sorts of things to prepare 
for Jesus being a guest in her home. And Mary was sitting at his feet, just spending time in his presence. And Martha got mad. She's like, Jesus, you know, I'm doing all these things and my sister's just sitting at your feet. And he addressed it. And he said, Martha, your sister's doing what is good. He said, if you continue doing what you're doing, you're going to be anxious and you're going to be full of worry. And so, you know, understanding that our anxiety, our worry, uh, it can just be that we're too busy and we're not spending time with Jesus. It's in his presence that we're renewed. You know, Psalm, Psalm uh, 55, 22 talks about it. it says, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. But it takes getting in his presence first peter 5 6 humble yourself under the mighty hand of god that he may exalt you in due time casting all your care upon him for he cares for you psalm 34 17 the righteous cry out and the lord hears and delivers them from all of their trouble so the antidote for being anxious is spending time in the Lord's presence. But if we're too busy just doing, 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 doing from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, we don't have time. We don't have time to be in his presence. We don't even have time to breathe and enjoy the moment. So, you know, if you're feeling anxious, if you're dealing with anxiety, stop and say, am I just doing too much? If it's robbing me of my peace, it's not worth it. What can I eliminate from my schedule? You know, maybe you have to, maybe you have to tell your friend, no, we can't do coffee today. And that's okay. You have to learn to control not only your thoughts, but your day-to-day activities. Control your schedule. And it's, it's something as simple as controlling your schedule. The enemy can have a heyday on. Is it worth you having to go on my medication just because you don't want to let somebody down? No. Step back. Analyze how you're spending your time. Analyze your schedule. Am I spending time with the Lord? Am I being renewed in his presence? If not, you need to eliminate some things and you'll eliminate anxiety. You know, Philippians 4, I want to close with this scripture. This is like the token scripture. If you've ever dealt with any sort of anxiety, fear, worry, you need to memorize this scripture. And a lot of you probably have it. And then you need to apply this scripture. Philippians 4, 4 says this. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And then it goes on in verse 8 and says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. That's the scripture that we referred to earlier, the things that we should be thinking of instead of fear and uh, anxious thoughts and worrying we should be thinking about those things verse 9 says what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me practice these things and the god of peace will be with you i love this it's god's antidote for anxiety and so you know we're going to go through this really quick but but just to, to remind you today as you're listening to this podcast you don't have to stay bound god sets you up for victory over anxiety there is a way to be uh, at peace there is a way to live in joy even trust me with five kids and lots of schedules you can stay in a place that you're not letting anxiety overwhelm you it's not your portion peace and joy are your portion 
And, you know, they're not just things that, that you make happen. You can't just make yourself be at peace. You can't just make yourself be joyful. But but it's something that happens on the inside through spending time with the Lord. It's a fruit of the Spirit. But I love Philippians because it actually walks us through. Look, ladies, if you're feeling anxious, these are the steps that you need to take. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Always go with a heart of rejoicing, full of faith, knowing that God is good. And if and if he said it, it's true. And if he overcame it, then it's yours to overcome as well. That if he got victory over it, you have victory too. Rejoice in the Lord always. It says, and then it goes on to say, do not be anxious about anything. It's a command. How how wrong would it be if God commanded you not to do something uh, that, that you couldn't help? So that tells me right there that we can say no to anxiety. We can overcome anxiety. It's just us taking authority and understanding that we can do it. We can say, no, I'm not going to be anxious. It says, but instead, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And, you know, I love this. It's the antidote, but I want you to get this because a lot of times we can go to the Lord and we can pray and still walk away feeling heavy. And you say, how, how can that happen? You just read to me all those Psalms about him carrying our burdens and all those things because we don't go to God in, in a, a in a, a posture of complaining or in a posture of defeat. We go to God in a posture of thanksgiving. That means I pray to him and I tell him everything that's, that's uh, bothering me or anything that's on my mind that I could be anxious about. It says, pray, make your request known to him. And it says, but give thanks. Tag on Thanksgiving. That's that's you saying, yes, Lord, I've really given it to you because I'm not going to be anxious and worry about this. I don't if I've already received something from somebody, I don't worry if they're going to bring it to me or not. I've already received it and I thank them for it. So Thanksgiving is your way to say, you know, I've I've made the exchange. I've exchanged everything that I've been anxious about, everything that I'm worried about everything that I don't have control over, that I don't know how it's going to turn out. I've submitted all that to the Lord through prayer, and I'm going to seal the deal with thanksgiving. I'm going to say, you know what? It's yours. I'm going to walk away saying, thank you. It is done. You are a good God. Thank you that you've saved uh, my child. Thank you that my marriage is good. Thank you that you've turned my uh, sadness into gladness. Thank you that that you're a financial provider, and we have more than enough. When you close your prayer lights like that, you can't walk away anxious because it's already done so he says pray but it's hanging on thanksgiving that way you're not walking away still feeling burdened and upset and full of cares and stress and anxiety there's nothing worse than thinking that you're doing what the bible says and still feel like it's not working the bible works you just got to do exactly what it says so don't just pray in a posture of complaining about it and walk away carrying that burden but he says no tag on thanksgiving because it's done and you could walk away carefree and then it says uh and then the after you make your request and thanksgiving to God, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds into Christ Jesus. That's the exchange that takes place. You give it to him, you thank him for it, and then there's a peace that comes upon you. It says it guards your heart and your mind. It's around your mind. Have you ever seen somebody go through a situation and you're like, how can they be going through that? It's because the peace of God is upon them in a supernatural way. That means when other people look at your life and they're like, I don't understand how she can have peace right now they're going to see the supernatural manifestation of god's peace upon your life a fruit of the spirit that, that you're walking in supernatural joy and peace even above natural circumstances of that you should be see the world says show me the 
circumstance and I'll show you my joy and peace. But as a child of God, we say this, we're with the Lord. We have joy and peace and our circumstances have to bow to that, that it doesn't matter what's going on around us. It doesn't matter if there's storms. We walk in supernatural peace and joy. It's a guard about us. When we take it to him, when we give thanks, we walk in that supernatural peace and joy. And then I love because verse eight, he just doesn't stop there. He says, if you want to stay in this place, you know, you can get there, you can leave God's presence. But if you don't do this next thing, you're going to walk away and you're going to deal with anxiety over and over and over and over again. I'm talking about living a life free of anxiety. I'm talking about addressing it every time it tries to creep into your thought life, every time it tries to creep into your life, calling it out and addressing it. And here's the key to walking in it. Consistent freedom. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, noble, honorable, all of these things, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise. Think about these things. So retraining your mind to think about what's in God's word. Romans 12 2, renewing your mind with the word of God, renewing it with what God's word says. And then anytime that thought comes into you, you can replace it with what God's word says. It comes to me now that if a fear tries to come in, I say, you know what? Thank you for reminding me to give my declaration that my children are happy, healthy, and strong. Thank you, you know, for giving me that reminder to, to remind the devil today that we will walk in every destiny that he has set, that the Lord has set before us. So, you know, you don't have to stay prey to it, but to that lie, you speak God's word in faith, but you have to know what the word says. You have to meditate on the word. You have to retrain yourself to think about the good things. Let yourself dream and imagine, replace fear with faith and say, you know what, instead of wondering if I'm going to have enough money to pay my bills, I'm going to start dreaming about what it's going to be like to have a mortgage that's completely paid off. Instead of uh, worrying about is my husband cheating on me, I'm going to start, I'm going to start imagining and dreaming about, you know, what our, our marriage is going to look like after the Lord intervenes in our marriage. Uh, am I going to worry about a sickness and disease in my car? No, I'm going to imagine a happy, healthy, strong, thriving family. And so whenever you retrain your mind like this, you think about these things. You're not anxious. You're excited. You're expecting. You're full of faith. And then he goes on to say, practice these things. Practice them and the peace of God will stay with you. Practice these things often. That means this isn't like a one-stop shop. Yeah, acknowledging anxiety, addressing it, calling what it is, you have to call it out. But it's something you have to continually keep your guard about. You know, because life life is an everyday thing. There's always opportunities to be anxious, fearful, and worrisome. But you know what? You say, you know what? I'm going to live this life of anxious anxiety anxiety-free life. I'm not going to be anxious about anything. The Bible commands us, do not worry. Do not be anxious. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to worry and I'm not going to be anxious, but I'm going to walk in peace. So as we close out today, I want to pray with you. If you're dealing with anxiety, if you have dealt with anxiety, or maybe you're like, where is this coming from? All of a sudden I'm having anxious thoughts. All of a sudden I can't sleep at night. All of a sudden, you know, I feel out of whack, you know, and, and let me just speak woman to woman here. Don't let your hormones control you. I've heard so many women say, you know, uh, my hormones make me anxious. No, <laughs> Jesus is stronger than even your hormones, but it just takes you acknowledging it and saying, I'm not going to act crazy uh, a few days out of the month. I'm not going to be stressed and overwhelmed a few days out of the month. I'm going to walk in peace. So we're going to pray today. I'd love to pray with you. And um, so if you if you have your if you have your hands raised and just want to receive today, Father, in Jesus name, 
anyone who's dealing with anxiety, we just call it out today. We call it for what it is and we cast it down and we thank you that we have the mind of Christ, that we walk in peace, that we walk in joy. That is our portion. Anxiety, fear, and worry have to go in Jesus' name. We call it out for what it is and now we speak, Father, the peace of God, joy, and strength would be their portion today, that they wouldn't uh, let the replays of, of old tormenting thoughts, that they would stop the cycles today in Jesus' name. I thank you. You fill them with every good thing. I thank you that their marriages will thrive and prosper. I thank you that their finances will, will overflow, that you're a God of more than enough, that you're a God who provides every one of our needs. I thank you, Lord, that you are a God who saves. And as we pray and we say, as for me and my household, we will be saved. We just cast any anxiety upon you for any family members. And we say, we thank you because you want them saved even more than we do. And you're a good God and they will come to know the Lord. We thank you, Lord, for health and strength over our children as they go back into the schools, as they go back into daycares, whatever the situation is. I thank you that you keep them healthy and strong. And even though there might be sickness all around them, it won't come upon them. I thank you for the healthiest school year these children have ever had in Jesus' name. I thank you that you dispel and cancel any plan of the enemy against anyone uh, who's listening, their families in Jesus' name, that they will walk in safety and protection and that their steps are ordered by the Lord and they have angelic protection all around them, Father. We thank you for this peace that we have in knowing you and that is our portion and that is how we live our lives in Jesus name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today for the Mrs. Rev podcast. If you're joining us on YouTube, thanks for joining us as well. Make sure you leave a review. I love you and I'll see you next time. Thanks again for joining us for the Mrs. Rev podcast. Once again, do us a favor and subscribe, but also leave a review and a rating. If you have any comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you. So after you subscribe, request to join our closed Facebook group and feel free to leave your questions there. Have an amazing week and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Mrs. Rev Podcast.